East and West with Mario and Les, with your hosts Leslie Russo and Mario Kiki. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of East and West with Mario and Les. I of course am Les and this is my co-host. Mario Kiki, how are you Leslie? I'm good, how are you? I am fabulous. I mean, it's another week in Bravo land. Um, it is. Just catch, catching up with life, catching up with, I can't believe it's August. I this summer am, like flew by, two seconds it was. It was literally two seconds. I'm trying to think what I even did or who I did because it just flew by. I'm just like, <laughs> what the hell did I do that it like literally blinked? I have been, and I'm going to segue a little bit off of Bravo for a little bit. I've been on, and I know we've been on our Taylor Swift kick. I don't know, yes. man. I don't know. I'm not a Swifty, but um, I, I am. like her. I like her. I, yes. I'm not like a super fan. Uh, shout out to super fan Mark, one of my best friends who's a super fan. But um, yeah, I was listening to the song August. And then here's the thing, what I will say about Taylor Swift. Um, a lot of people that I see on Twitter come for her vocals, come for her dancing, whatever. But if you actually pause and read those lyrics... Oh, oh my god. god, yeah. Oh my god, there's this one song because I deep dove into folklore. That's my favorite Swift album. Right. And when I was reading or actually reading the lyrics to the song called My Tears Ricochet, oh my yeah. god. Uh I was sitting there, I almost started sobbing at work. I was just like, oh my god. I know. Well, you know, I was all in my Taylor Fields yesterday. I don't what you did you from getting my manicure. <laughs> when you texted me that you were listening to 1989, I replied like, oh my God, I'm in my folklore era. I am, I registered to get Miami tickets. So I- Good, me too. Exactly. I'm praying to all the gods that we, either one of us get tickets. Because, oh my God, you know, I know. I know. We, if y'all thought BravoCon pressure was hard, Taylor Swift is- No, I tried last time. And every time I would get to the tickets, they had been sold. Me like too. right and out from under me. So I I had no issue getting tickets to the reputation tour. And so I was hella confident this time around. Right. And so because I, I did see her for reputation. And um when she announced that there was a pre-sale, I'm all taking my time. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, let me just get my car a hella chill. The website crashed. I'm sitting here like, oh yes. Shit. That was crazy. <laughs> I know. That was completely crazy. But anyway, yeah, so I've been listening to the song August, um, Folklore. I did see a lot of reality stars went to see Taylor last night um, or the day before in yes. Inglewood. So that was fun to see. I saw Lauren I saw that Conrad. Teddy went, yeah. I know, Teddy mentioned that. And she was all like, oh, my God, they just fell in my lap. I'm like, oh. I know. I wish someone would fall in my lap. The only good like, thing that I can see is now that at least she's coming to Miami, like before I would have been willing to pay a little bit more for tickets, but the fact that I would have to travel somewhere, there's hotel, plane tickets, all of that. At least now, since it's at home, like I'll be willing to pay if I can't oh. get them like in the pre-sale. Just get me one and we're good. I yes. fully support your strategy. No, and... you're on my list. Yeah. I think I can get like <laughs> maybe six. I don't know. We'll see. I will sleep with whoever I need to sleep with, Leslie. You know, I have no principles, no morals. I Listen, if you want to pimp me out for the tickets, I got you. I got you. I wish I, I had you. somebody to pimp you out for to get them because I really well, need listen, them. Listen, at this point, as my mother says, Mario, you're on clearance. You're a gift with purchase. We need to get you. <laughs> Whereas I need to get married or I need to procreate. I mean, have she met me to want to make two of me at hmm. this point? I don't. Just last night, I had a dinner with a friend, and he's like, out of nowhere, by the way, do you ever want to get married? And I'm like, and I at what it. was your answer? Well, first of all, I looked up at him, and I was like, to you? And so, because <laughs> that question came out of nowhere. Oh my God, I, I do. I said, not really. I don't think about marriage, because it's like a legal boyfriend, and I don't fuck with that. Like, I don't want to yeah. be legally breaking up with Bound. people yeah breaking up with friendships is enough you know what I'm talking yeah so yeah. if I ever do get married I would need a prenup I would need clauses in my favor see this is how selfish I am <laughs> I just can't do it I can do whatever I want basically but you can't that's why I don't go down that road yeah um, well you know I've been married for what 20 
It'll be 25 years in March. And listen, and when you say that, I'm not even kissing your ass because I've told you this offline. Were you guys married at like 10 years old? Because you guys both look so good and it's not fair. Mm-hmm. And it's just unbelievably, it's so ridiculous. Got I color. Mm. Oh, Thank you. Of, Thank speaking you. Of, speaking of ridiculous, let's get into our first headline. Erica Jane was on Watch What Happens live this week. <laughs> where she opened up about her recent weight loss. Andy Cohen was very um, curious about her weight loss. And he asked her, well, I've heard you lost weight. And, or you look, because she did look really skinny. Like, or thin. I don't know what She looks too skinny, in my opinion. Oh, that is my goal. I want somebody to come at me and be like, Mario, we're concerned for your appearance. Oh, me too. That's always what I want as well. Are you okay? (laughs) You look like you've been losing weight. Thank you. No, that's, uh, there was a goal. Uh, and listen, let me give context for that joke. It's a terrible joke in today's climate, but whatever, we're old. Um, right. There was a joke. Andy Cohen told Wendy Williams one time on her show, I think you look too skinny. And Wendy replies, oh, thank you. I, I know. <laughs> Believe me, I can never be too skinny for myself, but I can point out. <laughs> listen, listen. When somebody me, else is too thin. We, yes. But anyway, that was so stupid. Anyway, uh, on the show, Andy said, listen, you, you're looking very thin. She did look very thin. And Erica mm-hmm. said she didn't want to trigger anybody because they do have this conversation this season in Beverly Hills. And obviously they have a cast member with an eating disorder. But right. she said, I came down in weight and she did it hormonally. <laughs> I was Sure, Jan. Sure, Jan. <laughs> she said, I was going through menopause. So I took it all down. I went to the doctor. I said, get it off. I don't even know what that means. I've never gone through menopause yet. So I don't know what that means in terms of. Well, yeah, I can speak on that. And for somebody that's been not, you know, I hate to use a Bethany term, but naturally thin Mm. for the most part, my entire life. The only thing that has ever caused me to gain weight was being pregnant times three and menopause. And I am, I'm like, I don't know, like three years post-menopausal, but it doesn't, like the stuff doesn't go away. And just because you're done with it, you don't like, I can't even lose like two pounds. First of all, I work out five days a week. First of all, I'm shocked that you already gone through menopause. I didn't even know that you had experienced it because you look, I mean, you look fabulous and young and I always forget that we're not the same age. (laughs) I always forget that we're not the same age, but I digress. No, and I do want to be careful with my wording here because I used to weigh 370 pounds. I've lost 165 pounds. When I heard about the Ozempic craze, I was tempted. I'm not going to lie. I'd be like, oh, I want to lose 10 more, 15 pounds. But I couldn't get it anyway. um, But then I started hearing about um, the effects. Some of my friends have got, like, some of my Mm -hmm. friends are on it. And one of my friends in particular uh, started telling me that she was having horrible cramps and diarrhea and Mm -hmm. vomiting. So I was like, Ooh, I'm glad I did not go down that road, but I don't know if Erica Jane was on Ozempic or not. Um, But if she was, I, and then some people were telling me, well, technically Ozempic is a hormone, so she's not lying, but it's one of those Erica Jane lies where she's lying without lying. You know what I mean? Right. She, she does that very well. Exactly. And I, I am curious to see how this is going to trigger Crystal because we know Crystal has been open about her eating disorder. Right. Um, Teddy Mellencamp also spoke on not liking Ozempic. And so, mm-hmm. um, oh, speaking of Teddy and Erica, I did hear on her podcast that the Fox Force 5 is no more. Like they don't have a group chat anymore. They don't. Uh, oh, yeah. Have, she said they have two separate chats now. Uh-huh. One doesn't and, include Rinna, I'm sure, right? Well, well, Tamara being Tamara was like, well, who's on each group? And T- Teddy's like, well, I'm not going to get it. I'm like, mm, I'm sure Teddy, one of them is Yeah, I haven't heard I'm that sure. show yet, so I have to go back and listen. I'm sure one of them does not have Lisa Rinna, but, um, or maybe we don't know. We don't know. Who knows? I don't think Kyle talks to her anymore, I feel like. Yeah, it's been pretty, um, yeah been pretty distant in terms of what we've been seeing um erica did also say on her episode they andy asked her how exciting he was or she erica was to have uh denise richards film a scene and she said negative five (laughs) (laughs) so i mean listen listen. like uh, yeah i hope denise comes and ruffles feathers because we need some good drama but in terms of the weight loss conversation i encourage diet and exercise which works for mario but if anybody wants yes. to 
But at the same time, I'm not shaming anybody that wants to. No. Um, Duo Zempic. No. Duo Zempic. I, I, and... I feel like there's no magic pill, but now there's a magic pill. You know what I'm exactly. saying? But that magic pill, they don't know the side effects long term of it. And I heard there's a, like a lawsuit now, like something happened to somebody. I forget what it was, but like, I just, I'm not diabetic and I'm not overweight. So to lose like five pounds, I'm not going to take that. No, you for know, sure. Like, and that's the thing. And and I do think that obviously the beauty standard for women is awful. Like nobody, you don't see men being questioned still. Have you lost weight? How ever. did you lose yeah. weight? Ever. It's 2023. We need to start pressuring men for the same shit that we do women. You know, I'm a feminist up in here. But um, anyway, that was our quick little catch up with Miss Erica Jane. She's obvious. Oh, she said she's going to add residency dates while BravoCon is happening. So Okay, so it gives us another activity. Yeah, or a warning as to that she'll be Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) The only reason I said a warning is because I remember I paid um I went to see her when she came to San Francisco and she was scheduled at seven PM. Uh Uh-huh. And she didn't come out on stage till almost ten PM. Who's she Madonna? I don't know. Evidently, she's Madonna, to quote Bethany Frankel. But ultimately, (laughs) we were just standing around. And I was so irritated. I was, like, very irritated. I started live tweeting. And then somebody from her team reached out to me on Twitter because they saw my tweets. And they're like, we're so sorry. We'll send you stuff. They didn't send me shit, first of all. Of course they didn't. (laughs) But I was so (laughs) mad that she took that long. I don't know what Mm -hmm. the hell happened. Um, there was no explanation. We were just all standing around and it was almost 10 o'clock when she was supposed to be on at seven. But once she did come out, she, it was fun. It was fine. I forgave her. We're, we made it. Right. But, um, I'm hoping she sticks all is well. I hope she sticks to her schedule in Vegas because, uh, we ain't got time for that shit. We ain't got time to be standing around for no, no, no. And we need to find out like when watch what happens live tickets. Exactly. Available to us. Watch what happens live is definitely my priority. So we Me need to too. Make sure. I know. <laughs> now, if we speaking... don't get tickets, I'm reaching out to somebody. Oh yeah, I'm gonna off. Who does Brielle have to blow to get tickets around here? Right. <laughs> so <laughs> if you who know, do I have you... to ply with gifts and candy to get the tickets? <laughs> oh good lord! Well, maybe Andy will respond to you because I don't think he's going to be responding to Nene Leakes, who gave another interview. Uh, to the one Carlos King this week. I was very proud of star, I'm sorry, not star, starless Robin Dixon, mm-hmm. who replied to Nene Leakes because she said Robin was starless on Potomac. Yep. Robin said, speaking for myself, Nene is right. I'm not a star. I'm a very regular, normal ass person who just happens to be on a reality show. So no offense taken at all. I do find it strange that I even mention in that conversation. Um, I thought part one of this interview with Nini was it good. It was interesting, mm-hmm. but the, the second part was a little more, uh, it gave dark. a little more dark and bitter. And it was just, um, I was curious what the object, like other than wanting to tell her side, what really did we learn from this? Cause everything she said on this, she has already said before on part two. Anyways. Right. Right. The only thing that I learned was that she finally um, acknowledged that Claudia Jordan was like her number one adversary and the the hardest battle she ever had on the show. And um, if you remember that episode in Puerto Rico when Claudia dragged Nini, like it was iconic. And so other than that, Claudia was the only one that, or that was the only revelation, but Claudia did speak out and Claudia being Claudia, she said, Nini plays victim every single time. Nini has actively and publicly campaigned to get people fired or demoted. Girl, by Cynthia's been a real one, and she actually should have dropped her loyalty to this narcissist years ago, but she remained classy. This is just a case of extreme narcissistic personality disorder where she's never wrong and everyone must be plotting against her because she's never done anything wrong to anyone. Straight BS. You know, Claudia's going to speak her mind, so... Oh, yeah. I mean, I... Enjoyed, she's not wrong i mean i enjoyed nini's early years and i enjoyed nini on the show but towards the end of her run on atlanta it was clear that she was, it was either bad checked, yeah yeah she was either checked out or she was either just not here for it and 
you know, clips have since resurfaced after this interview came out where, ne where Kenya is giving an interview and Kenya says, you know, that she tried telling Nini, like, girl, they're probably mm -hmm. work working you out of the show because you keep storming out of scenes. Right. You don't want to film with us. Like, what is the problem? So, it, I mean, I love that Queens of Bravo, uh, some fan said something shady about uh, Robin and Queens of Bravo <laughs> said, well... Robin is still on the show and Robin has a podcast, which Nini can't say the same thing. <laughs> right. Exactly. Wait, is she blackballed from getting a, like a podcast? She could make her own like we do. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're self-produced, but Nini right. wants to, you know, Nini said she wants a check. Well, good for you, girl. But I don't know how blackballed she is. I don't know the logistics behind it. But um, in terms of Nini's case, she said that there's always been unfair treatment and there's always been type of uh, different treatment. Something that I did agree with Nini is that if she spoke out and said things the way Bethany has been saying lately, she would not get the same reaction as Bethany, which I can agree to that. I think yeah. people would think Nini's being Nini and she's mean and nobody likes she's her. She's mean and I angry, am. right. Yeah, but when Bethany says it, everybody's like, oh yeah, right on Bethany and right on Bethany. Um, so I do see the double standard in terms of Bethany. I do think we should at least acknowledge the fact that NBC and Bravo have just been hit with a lawsuit, which accuses the network of mistreating the personalities of their many reality shows. This specifically came after Bethany encouraged her fellow reality stars to join the SAG after a strike, claiming they were, quote, getting screwed by Hollywood. An illegal letter has been sent by NBC's or to NBC's representation. The legal letter, which was obtained by page six, is said to have put their stars to, quote, grotesque and depraved mistreatment, making deliberate attempts to manufacture mental instability by providing their talent with, quote, alcohol while depriving them of food and sleep, as well as denying mental health treatment for those displaying obvious and alarming signs of mental deterioration. They're also accused of, quote, distributing and or condoning the distribution of non-consensual pornography and the distribution of revenge porn. While no exact details were given in regard to the revenge porn, including any names, the case went on to suggest that the networks are guilty of, quote, covering acts of sexual violence as they were asked to preserve information about the supposed porn and sexual um, violence. Uh, the letter also stated NBC has a pattern and practice of grotesque and depraved mistreatment of the reality stars and crew members on whose account it coffers swell. NBC has threatened cast members with ruin should they decide to speak out about their mistreatment. As a result, the sordid and dark underbelly of NBC's widely consumed reality TV universe has remained under wraps for far too long. Please be advised that the day of reckoning has arrived. Now, of course, this comes after or on the heels of comments made by Bethany, who left Brony in August 2019. She said she has generated millions and millions of dollars in advertising and online impressions being on reality TV, and she never has made a single residual. She said that reality stars are still considered the losers of the entertainment world. During this same round, Bethany encouraged Raquel from uh, Vanderpump Rules to continue to play hardball with Bravo amid her negotiations for season 11. I'm in sure they spoke. Go ahead. Ab absolutely. In addition to Bethany, Lisa Rinna has also spoken out in support of reality stars amid the writer's strike, resharing a post from a fan on her Instagram story that called for a Bravo con boycott. That was a lot. And this is a lot. That was a lot read. for me too. Yeah. It's a lot to read. It's a lot to process. Um, I did see gossip online that uh, Raquel was involved in this uh, lawsuit. And I did see gossip online that um, many housewives are now involved. There was a comment made on an Instagram account by Danielle from Jersey saying, like, applauding Bethany. Of course. Yeah. Um, so, listen, I'm just the news anchor here. I will not open. I think if anybody is being treated the way this lawsuit is being treated, that they are, uh, that it's rectified. Yes. Um, NBC did reply and say that they deny the allegations. Ultimately, though, it, the timing of everything is just interesting to me as a person mm -hmm. that's not, that's object, like just watching it all go down. The timing is interesting because yes. Bethany is not on a platform anymore. Bethany uh -uh. is um, now. By her choice. Yeah, by her choice, Bethany left the show. Um, I'm not sure 
why she got this fire under her belly to say, let's come for Bravo now. So, Mm -hmm. but if any of this is true, I will say it's not, it doesn't sound good. It's not a good look for anybody involved and it does seem um, terrible, but ultimately I'm not sure. We'll just have to watch what happens as Bravo says, no pun intended. Listen, I don't disagree with everything Bethany is saying about the fact that they make them tons of money and they get nothing. They probably should get some kind of residual. I don't disagree with that. But on the other hand, they signed contracts. They knew what they were getting into. It's a reality show. So I wonder how many of these allegations actually have merit. That's that's what will be interesting to see as time goes on. And I have to say a big F you to Bethany and Lisa Rinna for trying to ruin it for the rest of us. And I don't care. I will opine. And that's what I'm going to say. Because we have BravoCon coming. We've all spent a fortune. Which, for some idiot on Twitter, he said, oh, well, if you can't afford to spend that money, then if you can't afford to lose it, then you can't afford to spend it. Of course I can afford to spend it and lose it. Do I want to? No. I would like to go to BravoCon. I'm excited. Don't ruin it for us. I think what's interesting... What's interesting about this, the context, and I'm just mm-hmm. trying to piece piece together here. Raquel allegedly did not want to film this season. She was then allegedly reminded that she's contracted to film this season. Bethany yeah. gives an interview telling Raquel to play hardball. So to me, you know, last season there was rumors that her, you know, NSFW FaceTime was shared against her, whatever. That was horrible if it was true too. But the context does sound very Raquel is now refusing to film. So let's throw the revenge porn angle. Again, speculation, all alleged. So I don't know what's going to happen. I don't think she wants to film. They probably are. I haven't seen any pictures of her filming. I haven't seen anything because, you know, they're very open now in real time like mm-hmm. you know when the right. show first came out we would have See to wait for the trailer we'd have to wait for the trailer but now we're seeing everything in real time so mm-hmm. i haven't seen her filming i don't know if she's gonna film it's very interesting timing i'm not sure what bethany is if she wants residuals for the first or for whatever year she was on i don't know if she i don't know what she's what her angle is i don't you know like you said they signed a contract if it's fair or unfair, that's up to them to decide. Right, get a um, lawyer to look at it then. I mean, come on, people. Lawyer. Yeah, but now it's uh, the day of reckoning. I don't know if that's actually And it. I don't like how Bethany is treating Andy, to be honest. I'm going to give my opinion on that too because he just works there. Like, I mean, I don't, you know, I know him how I know him. and I don't know him as a boss and I don't know him like that. And none of us do. But like, I, I don't like that she is burning that bridge. And talking about him saying, oh, yeah, he's a colleague. I've seen them, like, friendly, like, very friendly walking the beach in the Hamptons and this and that. And I that's just shitty of her. And it to is. me, no, and I, I agree. To me, it's, to me, it's funny that you mentioned that because during her going back to Nini, she said there was clear favoritism. She's like, you never saw me and anybody hanging out in the Hamptons. <laughs> Right. I mean. Because Nini and Beth or Bethany and Andy would hang out in the Hamptons. Yes. And they, and they like, were. They had friends they, i they feel like friends. i felt they were friends i mean if you go watch the episode of the 100 special bethany's sister and cries to andy thanking him for everything he's done for her and, and now we have this complete 180 like to me it's like well and again we only know what we know but as super fans our lens is what we know and we can just sit here and wait for whatever is going to happen to come out but it seems a little random and mm-hmm. just a little uh, uh, odd timing it? yeah what's that word when you only care about yourself <laughs> self-centered self-serving very self-serving um, yeah very self-serving very look at me i'm your hero i'm gonna save you from this horrible machine that i was in and that i used to my benefit she for years and years nuts, and years though. she she's been on endless reality shows and not to mention she also was accused of uh, doing the same thing to her reality. I know, she... I know. So, there's receipts. So what are you receipts. doing? So what are you doing? Like, why are you? T- and I listen. Whoever wants to take on a big corporation, more power to you. But it just seems very odd. It's very odd timing. It is. I don't like the timing, and I it better not mess up BravoCon. It'll be fine. I am manifesting that BravoCon will be fine. Oh, yes. 
And well, they're all contracted not, to go. So I'm sure go. there's a contract where they have to go. <laughs> so, I mean, listen, let's go. I mean, uh, if this is your biggest problem right now, Bethany Frankel, then you're blessed. All right. If this is your biggest problem, getting reality. Paid, yeah. You are bl hashtag blessed. This is first world problems and they're clouded by their own experience. But let's let's just let's just all calm down. Yeah, she has a real complex, though, about being people's <laughs> heroes and saviors, you know, like her, the be strong thing, which was great. I mean, she donated to so many different things, like after hurricanes and whatever. But I think she and listen, I'm just speculating here. I think she likes doing it out of the goodness of her heart, but she likes the recognition and she likes being the hero. That's my theory about her. For sure. And I, I like her and I, sometimes I, but just human, you know, you're not yeah. going to like everybody all the time, no. but to come, I don't know. It's, it's hard to not be as a super fans that we are. It's hard to just have to watch it go down the way it's going down. The, the, yeah. the house of cards is crumbling in the day of reckoning. And it's just like, whoa, haven't we been I know. enough? <laughs> <laughs> so true. Oh my God. How long have we been talking? Do we take a break now or later? Yeah, let's take a break now, and then we'll come back and discuss New York and the OC. We will right. be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It is time for us now to discuss Roni, and this was episode three, was it? Yes. Ever. Episode, Only on episode three. Episode three, absolutely. Yes, the girls are still in the Hamptons. Erin's overwhelmed with hosting this group. She says, well, the heat crapped out in the guest room upstairs. Uh, Jessel, I'm learning that Jessel is just going to say what she's thinking, but she's not being ill-intentioned. That's the that's what yeah, I'm she's, learning. There's no filter, though. Yes, and she's not Zero. coming from like a horrible place of being a bitch on purpose, but she right. says that. She, you know, she complained that it's freezing and she even wants to stay at a hotel because it's so cold. <laughs> yeah. And so they, when she say that, Uba takes this as a chance to discuss that Jenna snuck out and she escaped from errands. <laughs> Leave it to Jessel to now say that Jenna left because her, uh, Aaron's house is not by the ocean or Jenna's house is by the ocean and Aaron's house is not. Aaron is annoyed and she feels like Jenna doesn't even deserve a room in her home anymore if she's just going to leave. Sai, on the other hand, cannot understand why everyone is complaining during a free trip and finds the constant criticism thrown at Aaron annoying. Which, it, if you're going to be a guest in somebody's home, this is how I know these women don't really know each other. Because right. if they were, like, good friends or legit friends, I don't think they would be complaining as much as they have. Because right no now, way. you're you're with coworkers right now. So you're right. getting to know each other. And so, right. yeah, you're going to be a little more frank and you're going to be a little more annoying and you're going to mm -hmm. be speaking on it but if i'm invited like if you ever invite me to your house and you and i show up and it's a dump i'm not gonna be like oh my god leslie what the fuck is it? Like, i promise I be, it's not a dump i take your word for it i've seen it it's fabulous but i'm just giving an example yes now when, yes. You, when you come to my dump you are very welcome to not stay here because i'm gonna stay at the suite you gonna book no but i'm just thinking this is indicative of somebody that doesn't have a close friendship right if they're that comfortable to tell yeah because you don't you don't behave that way yeah, they're treating Erin like she's a freaking concierge or something. But anyway, Jared, Jared, Jenna rolls back up to the house. The energy shifts. Jenna tries to justify leaving. Erin is not convinced. Sai calls Jenna a geriatric because it was only 10 p.m. They weren't loud and Jenna just couldn't fall asleep. Jenna refuses to take blame by Erin for not having a, what is it? Shashuka? Shashuka. Shashuka. I've seen it. I've never eaten it. It has things in it. I don't like, I think. I don't know. <laughs> um, Uba tells Jenna that sneaking out was not the deal. I can see. Okay, here's the thing. Jenna leaving was annoying to them, but it was mm -hmm. fabulous for me because it gave them something to bigger about. Of if, course. If we're talking real life, I would be annoyed if my guests left. But for the show, I'm glad Jenna did it because now she's annoying these girls and it's like, okay, good. Right. Like, we need that. That's the point. Need, that And Jenna didn't even notice that she was offending anybody. Jenna is so used to being the boss and in charge and doing whatever she wants. I she's think probably so. like, all right, toodles, bitches. Like she, right. again, and if you have a house down the street with heat and it's hella cold. Yeah. Getting out of there. But anyway, Aaron's personal trainer comes back. Now, if you, Leslie, ever invite me somewhere. Uh -huh. And you should, and a freaking personal trainer shows up telling us we're going to get workout. Uh -uh. 
That no. Sh- no, no how no. did nobody complain I don't about work that? Out on vacation. The only thing I'll do is play tennis sometimes, but I'm not working out. I play with balls too. But how did nobody <laughs> complain about that? Like Having that would have been yeah. exactly that would have been my biggest grievance. Uh-huh. I would have looked at Aaron and been like, "You gonna bring a personal trainer when we're like boot camp, not even like a yoga class, like a yeah. relaxing yoga class, like a hard workout." Uh uh-uh. uh Now I was with Uba on this one because Ant Man was fine. She started yes. lusting over him, and they bond over their African connection. Uba is excited to work out all of a sudden. I would have been the same way, frankly. <laughs> and she says she never works out. Now as Uba is working out, Bryn arrives. She says nobody's there to greet her. She complains that she has to drag her bags into the house all by herself, but she has no pr- she has no problem making her presence known once she sees that fine trainer. Uba immediately wants to assert her territory and she turns on her best workout mode. Bryn comments that watching Uba jump is like watching Kendall Jenner cut a cucumber. Did you ever see that video of Kendall Jenner? No, I don't think so. Oh my God. I saw it. It went viral a few months ago and I don't know how that girl was thinking. She she had like the knife like lifted up like her hand. It was very awkward. And strange. I'm like, you have all these monies and you can't just hire somebody. Anyway. Or learn to cook. Or learn to cut it, learn to use a knife. But <laughs> after the workout, Jenna swears to Aaron that she did not intend to leave the night before. Aaron doesn't really let Jenna off the hook so easily, but they do make some sort of truce. Now, Uba then fills Bryn in on Jenna's early exit. Bryn is suddenly not okay with this because she got her ass chewed out for skipping out on a dinner reservation. But here we are now, and everything's all hunky dory with Jenna. Bran wants to make sure everyone gives Jenna the same hard time because she is sick of the double standard. I did not agree with Bryn's offense to this because no. it was completely different. Completely, completely different situation. Completely different situation, but we'll get to that. Jenna cannot get over that the ladies are able to wear a khaki for lunch at the Hamptons, <laughs> but they couldn't get it together for her khaki themed party. What the nerve of that had the audacity. <laughs> Erin is laughing at all the girls that overdress for a Hamptons restaurant. And I have to say, I thought it was cute that Erin and Jenna didn't overdress and looked re- like it was very real yeah. of them. And I don't right. even think they were trying to do it on purpose. I think they just, yeah, they just like, look normal. Yeah. Like they're going to lunch. And here's Jenna, this fashion icon. And she's like, uh, we're just right. going to lunch. So I'm not right. going to do the most. And no, so they are was- in like these outfits. and Although I did like Bryn's coat. Oh yeah, they looked they all looked great, but Aaron and Jenna being understated was a perfect balance because everybody yeah. else was doing the most. Um Sai said she's excited to just be eating because Aaron hasn't fed them yet. <laughs> <laughs> she hasn't. You know. She's given them caviar and um a fake shakshuka. Imaginary like, shakshuka. To me, I'm like, well, where's the pantry? Like, where's the food? Come on, There's Aaron. There's no snacks, here. nothing. There's I mean, that's something. and especially as a Jewish woman. Sorry to say, we always overbuy food and we always have snacks ready. Especially if you're having you people think. over, make a little cheese board. Well, maybe they don't want to Not, make the cheese I'm board. I'm like, don't bring up cheese right now. I'm triggered. <laughs> uh, Brynn begins sharing her dating advice and she tells Uba to just, that she just keeps news pictures of herself on her phone. This way, when a hot guy stands near her, she can whip out the pics and go through her phone and have them <laughs> sneak a peek. I have to say, a lot of gay men have done the Brynn approach and have their dick pics on full display when they're scrolling their phone. It, Oh, boy. Yeah, very on display, very much <laughs> like, I have had guys at bars, at gay bars, show, like, what do you think of this? pick they oh don't, my god they don't warn me that they're showing me their ass. like one guy showed me a picture of him where he turned around and his ass was like on full display and he's just like whoa <laughs> i am too sober for this so we take some more shots and then oh we get my god my virgin eyes girl let me let me ugh, corrupt your ass no but uba says her smile is to just smile and or her move is to just smile ask for directions you know that that's timeless never goes it out is. of style that's true and Bryn refuses to let it go that Jenna left the night before. Everyone is all of a sudden besties with Jenna after she was rude, but Bryn is held to this alleged high standard. Bryn jokes that Je- nothing could ever be Jenna's fault. And Aaron is confused why now Bryn is rocking the boat because how could Aaron be so angry at Bryn when she dipped out on the reservation, yet she's forgiving Jenna when she leaves her house? I loved that Aaron just simply said, well, maybe I just like her a little bit more no I died <laughs> I died 
<laughs> Jenna claimed that Aaron forgave her because she's cute. Um, Bryn <laughs> believes that the principal is inconsistent and she's annoyed that Aaron is defending Jenna. Now, the difference here was Bryn knew what she was doing when she went to a different restaurant. Bryn knew that by posting that picture on social media, Aaron was going to see it. So she was kind of, of poking her. Yeah. The difference is Jenna had a 6 a.m. phone call and she wanted her sleep. And so she snuck out and she right away went up to Aaron and clarified her position. Right. Er, er, Bryn was avoiding Aaron. She was scared. She was joking. Uh-huh. So I think that's why the standard is different because Jenna was mature about it, which is not always fun in housewife world, but I digress. Bryn was more petty and like she knew she was going to ruffle feathers. So mm-hmm. the fact that she wants them to be treated equally, it's not, not going to happen. It's not at all the same thing. So disagreeing. No, disagree, Bryn. We, I love her energy, but shut up. Right. But no, um, yeah. <laughs> as the lunch goes on, we now address Jessel's constant complaints that are brought to her attention. Jessel maybe should work on that delivery. She shares that Jenna shares that it didn't feel great that Jessel made fun of the lingerie that she was gifted to Jessel. Jessel uh, is made aware, or Sai says in her confession that she's the girl that hasn't had sex in two years, and now she has a lot to say about laundry. I think it was. I mean, I mean, it's the little. There's a disconnect. You want to be complaining about laundry? How much do you know about laundry? Yeah. But after doubling down in a few backwards apologies, Jessel finally admits that she could have handled the situation better. Look at that. Look at growth. Yeah. Look at us getting to the growth in one episode. (laughs) Um. Now, they are all getting ready for a chic dinner at home. Jenna admittedly only packed jeans, sweaters, and button-downs. Booba <laughs> loans Jenna a chic black dress. Everyone approved it. Jenna looked so good in that black dress. Like, I know yeah. that's not, she said that's not who I am, but I was like, good for you, because she looked. No, she did. She looked very. And it was, Uba's the only one she can borrow from. Honestly, exactly. she's the only one Honestly, as tall as her. Yeah. Tall as that. Yeah. She walked down and I was like, oh my God, I just let her top me. No, but anyway, everyone's <laughs> I cannot help myself. I'm sorry. <sighs> um, everyone smiles during dinner and no one seems to be complaining, not even Jessel. So they play a game of two truths and a lie. Erin reveals that she has had sex with a senator. Sai shares that she likes a light choke. <laughs> Someone fell asleep on Jenna during sex. I thought of that Charlotte episode where someone yes, fell asleep. Yes, yes. Oh, my God. Yes. I, was like, I know. I, oh, God. I would and die. Je- oh, oh, mortifying. And Jess, I wonder if when the man fell asleep with, or did she even say it was a man? I think Erin said Maybe in her confession. Erin said in her confessional, she's like, if someone fell on me during sex, I'd probably want to just be a lesbian, too. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh I mean, God. listen, maybe a man needs to fall asleep on me for me to be like, fine, I'll try vagina. But <laughs> yeah, anyway. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm staying away from the badge. Jessel tells a story of a popsicle in her vagina. And I'm like, Aaron, I'm very disturbed and intrigued by. It. Yes. I, I never want desserts near my nether regions. Like I. No, I don't either. It's very sticky. Very sticky. I and I don't of- want like popsicle up there. Oh, no. And I thought about um because you know we're housewives historians so i'm thinking it back but season three of atlanta candy burris said that she would like put sugar in her cooch and pedro was like no that's not hygienic no, that's like, not hygienic not- and vaginas as <laughs> all of us that have one know are very sensitive and can't oh. use any products or any anything that's too strong or you're gonna have a problem like to me it's like don't they isn't lube enough? Like, I'm sorry. Like, they have lube and they have edible undies. I don't know. I've never tried edible There's undies. There's other think... things. Yeah. I mean. Now I want to. Now I want to go buy edible undies and just take them like a work snack and be like, hey, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want some of these undies I, I got? No, I've never They're... had those either. So I don't know. No, yeah. I've seen them for sale, but I'm just like, ugh. Yeah, of course. Ew. They probably taste. They probably good. not good. They probably taste no. like, uh, what is that fake meat called? <laughs> Oh, tofu <laughs> <laughs> tofu undies uh, you know they taste like get that tofu get the tofu Yuck. away from me no but anyway Yuck. after dinner Erin fails once more when she can't get the damn fire pit lit and then they FaceTime Abe the babe uh, side tries throwing matches the fire finally comes to life <laughs> Jenna and Aaron bond over their love of the dollar store, but Sai explains that she doesn't like it because she grew up poor. Yeah. Uh, 
Sai realizes that family is the most important thing, mainly because how she was raised. I thought it was really sweet that Sai shared that she was always a new girl, always changing yeah. schools, and she moved out when she was 16. She said she worked at Sears, and so she tells the group that her mom couldn't afford to take care of her. She even had to sneak into college until she dropped out of her junior year when she eventually couldn't afford it. Sai believes that her manifestation is her drive. And Bryn bonds with Sai about dreaming of a better life. Now, to me, that's why it's clear why Sai has that tougher exterior because Homegirl has been through a oh, lot. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah, I personally, and I did tweet and people were on both sides, but I when when Aaron's like, isn't it fun to shop at the dollar store? I'm like, girl, that is so toned to no. death because some people have no choice. Like right. some people have no choice. So I said, right choice to go like if you're going to the dollar store because you have no choice like I would not want to think it's ever fun for anybody so Uh -uh. I know Erin just came off tone deaf but it what she was tone deaf and so that's why I'm glad Sai immediately in a jovial way corrected her and said uh no it's not fun uh some of us had no choice so don't make it fun it's not a fun activity and she Erin probably like had no idea like in her defense yeah no for sure something you know trivial no, and for to do it's very trivial yeah it's very trivial like I think you know something I could equate my ridiculousness to Aaron is like sometimes me and my best friend go to the Goodwill just to see what we find and we of course yeah those knickknacks right but we, do rec- we do recognize that it's not a choice for a lot of people so I would exactly. never look at someone with limited means and be like oh my god aren't no you way. having the best time like no yeah. no because yeah, they're not I, yeah, they're not. Yeah. Um, and then Aaron interrupts the story of size life to ask Jenna one burning question. Are you going to stay here or are you going to your home for the evening? <laughs> <laughs> Jenna agrees to stick around for the night. It was a solid episode. I'm seeing a lot of mixed reviews on Roni. Me personally, maybe I was tired of the OGs, but I'm enjoying the city. I'm enjoying the cast. Same. I don't know where the disconnect is coming for these fans, but I forget I'm talking about Bravo fans. You know, yeah, I do because you know how (laughs) Bravo fans are. They want to complain about something and they take it and they run with it and it never goes away. Never, ever goes away. I'm just like, listen, we have gone through reboots before. This is the first time where it's a full city. Completely. Right, right. But I'm looking at the other cities now like, okay, well, this city could use a new cast and that city could use it. (laughs) But um, yeah, so far it was a good season. It was a good episode and I'm enjoying the season so far. So, but that was New York. Next week, we got a preview of Bryn opening up about her life. The tears are coming. We're getting more vulnerable side of Bryn. So that's going to be a good round to her character. So she won't be completely a menace as she's been the entire Right, right. I know. Ah. All right, so let's get to the OC, and this is episode eight. Uh, The episode starts back at the restaurant with Shannon continuing that her relationship with John will be over if this, whatever it is, gets out. Now, I've heard varying stories about what this is. Have you? Oh. I heard erectile dysfunction. No, I didn't hear that. Yes, yes. I did not hear that one. Yeah. I heard the tweets I saw implied that he was cheating on her. That's what I saw. Okay. That's, but it also be it. But ED sounds more mortifying than cheating. Right. Because remember, she's like, my relationship would be over if this airs, whatever. So I feel like that might have been what it was. Because that's embarrassing. Because ED, and then Shannon's been cheated on. So I don't see why she would be that embarrassed by I mean I don't know right but right she had it on the show exactly it's got to be something different so anyway Tamara goes on to tell Shannon that Heather is telling Gina and Emily that Shannon has problems in her relationship and we flash back to Heather talking about Shannon and David back in the day so it tracks I guess it tracks Um, yeah and Vicky then says enough she wants to whoop it up and the Trace Amigas let it go and do a shot And then we join Emily and Shane and the kids at the pumpkin patch. Uh, The two definitely have differing parenting styles and it shows. Shane tends to undermine Emily in front of the kids, which is never good. I mean, we all do it as parents occasionally, but still not good. If you have something to say, take it in the other room. Like it's better to stay on the Mm -hmm. same page in front of them. Um, Emily is really upset because of Shane's jokes and she actually cries. 
Uh, we then see Tamara and Jen meeting up for healthy dessert, which looked disgusting to me. Sorry, I don't eat fruit. So whatever that was. Bleh. And Tamara cries and says her life isn't in the best place right now, having a close cut. And she apologizes for what she did to Jen. And Tamara tells us her opinion hasn't changed, but she <laughs> wants to try and let it go. <laughs> what did you think of our Tammy crying? Did you think it was... Um... Some of my friends texted me and they're like, oh my God, Tamara has fake tears and blah, blah. And I'm like, I thought well, back to her history on the show and I'm like, she doesn't, she's not a crier. Like, so. Not a huge crier. Yeah. She cries yeah. when like Ryan has to leave her son. Like I've seen her cry then. I I'm not sure. I Tamara, I love you. I'm not sure I was buying the tears, but it doesn't matter because this is what makes you the queen. A pro. Listen, Orange County, right? Exactly. Yeah, but I was just so, curious because I was like, some of them were. Uh, I got a lot of texts from our listeners. Thank you. Yes. They were like, "Oh my God, you better call out Tamara's acting." And I'm like, I don't even think she's completely acting. But I don't think she was and, acting necessarily. But you know, whatever. We're gonna leave it like, at that. Exactly. <laughs> so Jen tells her that their friendship is important and she wants to rebuild it. And Tam says she's no longer drinking tequila because she can't control herself. She passed that torch over to Emily. Um, and then she invites Jen and Ryan out on the boat with Shannon and John. Uh, so we see Heather arriving at Javier's to meet up with Mark Cuban to discuss to, to discuss to discuss something ah. called Fireside chat streaming and honestly i think this was a filler scene no offense to miss dubrow but i don't care about this no for sure i it was a filler it was yes. it was interesting to me how much she's been discussing fireside on the show because they gave uh, us all those plot. we yes. had never seen that we had and never seen instagram yes it's all i had never seen anything yeah. and it was actually humbling for me to see or it was good to see heather be with somebody that's richer than her. Uh, yes, that's true. <laughs> yes, yes. Agreed. I'm like, I'm like, look at you. Now you're not the richest bitch in the right. world. But um, I looked up that service just because I'm nosy and I didn't uh -huh. know what it was. I didn't get it. Oh, yeah, my she God. has it like on her Instagram and I've never like joined the chat, but apparently it's interactive. Like you can chat back and forth with them and everybody else who's in the chat. Okay. I think I'm good. I'm good. I'll just I'll just DM you and call it a day. Thank you. So she also explains though that she's doing this fireside because she wants to get her acting career going again. I'm not sure what one else to do with the other, but maybe I should research some more. So Gina meets up with Jen to shop and they talk about Gina's real estate career or lack of it. Uh, they talk about Shannon and John for a second. And honestly, I think this was another filler scene. Just like no, for sure. Nonsense. Uh, then we see Heather, Tamara, and Jen. They're taking a boxing class, and then they discuss Heather's new L.A. pad. It's a pied-a-tear, and this is not the first time we have heard this, people. Countess Luann used it on Roni Season 3 when she was looking for a city apartment. So everybody who's, like, making fun of Heather for using it, it was Luann first. I just love that Heather throws this uh, advanced vocabulary. Just, I know. <laughs> she, she knows what she's doing. She has to know. She's not stupid. She yeah. has to know when she sh says shit like Peter Terror, she's going to be like, gonna be like, huh? like, what a snob. And to me, that is pretty snobby, but I love it. I actually I love, do it. love it. I love, I love the, it. the delusions of grandeur that she's I like, know. I'm trying to find a fabulous Peter Terror. Like, it's like something you, it's like saying, I'm going to go grocery shopping her. It's like, <laughs> right. okay, I know. And enjoy I know. your Peter, Peter Terror, but it's just Ooh. very, yes, very, I know. very very Dubrow branded. Very Dubrow. Um, so Tamara decides to test Heather at this point and see how much she will lie. And she tells them about her double date with Shannon and John. And Tamara says they seem happy. And Heather agrees, which I feel like surprises Tamara a little bit. And she says that Eddie caught them off guard on the date and asked them if they're going to live together and when they were getting married. And apparently their answer was they're waiting for the kids to leave. Okay. All right. Mm. Heather zips it at this point because she is very suspicious of Tamara's motives, which she there knows. are some. Yes. She knows what's going on. See, this is other housewives need to watch this season because Tamara yes. and Heather are playing the game and they're doing right. it 
beautifully. Fabulously. Yes. They hats off to both of you. Beautifully. Off. If I had a hat on, I would take it off. So mm-hmm. Emily and Shane go to dinner and she tells him her thoughts on their parenting issues. And Shane apologizes and says he'll stop trying to throw her under the bus. And I actually thought this was a sweet moment. And I feel like Shane has definitely grown on me. I hated him season one. Oh, me too. Hate and it. this is the thing. I, I think his humor took um, time to grow on people because, yes. you know, you meet somebody new and it's his delivery is not always there. He's and dry. So, He's very got a dry, dry sense of humor. Yeah. So. Very dry. So I think it's, uh, he has grown on me. So has Emily. And I think that yes. um, Shane is definitely. Oh, I can't even. No, I'm just kidding. Shane is definitely growing on me in a in a very positive way. Yes, but uh, yes. <laughs> now I don't. So, now I don't cringe when he comes on. No, me neither. God, I used to hate him, but he's actually funny. So yeah. the next scene, which is 100% more filler, uh, we see Gina doing a fake real estate showing for Travis. And honestly, I'm not going to lie. When I rewatched to take the notes for today's show, I fast forwarded through this because it was boring. Do we need to see her baking fake cookies and giving him a tour and hearing her cringy voice? Can she just Mm. say a word without stretching it out? Like it's. Okay. It was. I, yeah, Gina is uh, a filler housewife at this point, unfortunately. And, um, We've given her five seasons, bravo. Like, Yeah, what is she bringing? I mean, she- she's fun sometimes. But I'm, I'm mean, not sure what her contribution she's giving, is. She's giving friend of energy at this point. Because yes. it's like, okay, I don't need to see you give Travis a face. Like you said, it was very... No, we don't care. We don't care. When you have the brilliance that is Vicky Gumbleson on Watch What Happens Live cracking us up. Oh my god, have, I died. Then you have... Do you have Gina giving a fake tour? I'm like, really? I know. You don't give me Gina when you have Vicky's gifts just going to waste. Yeah, Vicky's <laughs> right there at your disposal for the right price and not mm. friend of. She doesn't like to be friend of, even though she is, but she doesn't like that. So anyway, uh, back at John's house, he and Shannon prepare for the boating day, and he asks about the Trace Amigas dinner. And Shannon is kind of tight-lipped. She says it was good, but tells him nothing else because she doesn't want to ruin the evening that they're about to have. Um, and like I said earlier, I've heard varying things about what that secret is. And I wonder if it will come out this season. Well, and I wonder if that I, leads to their breakup. I've heard now, mind you, we don't check sources here, but I've heard <laughs> that so professional, so professional journalism. No, I've heard that it never airs on the show. Oh yeah, that's right. I do remember that vaguely. Yeah. I've heard that they never actually say it on screen. So, I mean, I don't know if that's true, but um, I hope somebody blurts it out because I'm dying to know what's going on here. I wonder if he was triggered by the limp dick (laughs) or dick pic. Sorry. That's so mean. (laughs) He probably saw Ryan's. He probably saw Ryan soft dick and was like, what's wrong with that? Like, that's normal. Right. It's fine. Don't they all look like that? (laughs) (laughs) anyway Tamara and Eddie arrive and Tamara I have to tell you I'm obsessed with that pink jacket on you she should wear more pink she looks adorable in pink and I loved the jacket and the pony uh she fills John in on all the Jen and Ryan tea and then ding dong Jen and Ryan arrive and Ryan Mm. is wearing another and let me let me say this like Tamara would say it disgusting jean jacket (laughs) That jacket was offensive. It was. He makes weird... them apparently. He makes a mess. Don't I your day job, honey. I am so embarrassed. Like it's clear as day when you've been watching these shows as long <laughs> as we have. You uh-huh. know who's who is a fame who wants to be famous. Yes. You know who wants to be famous. I didn't get this fame or energy from Shane or Travis. No. This this man has been on our screens for seven, eight weeks, and you can tell that he is just gonna milk this cow as much as he can. Which Absolutely. listen, I don't want to blame anybody for maximizing on this platform, but give it a rest. Like he's so Ugh. obviously, obviously doing it. But anyway. He's sleazy and dirty and not in a good way. Just Ooh. not good. 
So mm. anyway, as they're setting sail, it's very awkward with Ryan. He won't look at Tamara. He hugs her when they get there, but he like won't have a conversation. Meanwhile, back on land, Terry and Heather reveal that Josh Altman cold called them with some interest from a family in their house, which he said he would list at $60 million. I okay. mean, I, I, that, <laughs> you could that give me half of, of that and I did you give me a quarter of that. That amount so, of coins for yeah. mansion to bro. Whoa, that's a bargain. It's on, it must be on sale. I know. Yes, I know. So Heather explained that she just doesn't want the job of this house anymore and she wants less maintenance and more fun. Listen, I not to, and she said, I'm not trying to sound like a brat. I didn't see it that way as her being like bratty about it. When you have a house and especially when you're the mother, no matter how many housekeepers help you have, you're still taking care of everything. Even if you're delegating to other people, I, I delegate to my housekeeper twice a week, but I don't even delegate. She's does her thing you, so you ask, but it's yeah. hard work a house is hard work and like so she wants to downsize apparently and then we did get that word that they bought some like ridiculous house in beverly hills <laughs> another huge house so did she want to downsize or did she just want to be in la like or does she just want to go to or does she want to merge to beverly hills housewives i think that 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 could be a possibility and i would like it I would like it, but she would definitely need to step up her because she would be the casual one in the group because she dresses very casually yes. all the time. Yes. I don't know. Like she'll be the one that's not going to be in ball gowns like these girls in Beverly Hills be doing. I kind of like it, though. Absolutely. Let's we'll put her in there. Let's go in there and ruffle some feathers. Yeah. So anyway, back at sea, the awkwardness continues and Tamara questions Ryan's ugly ass jacket. I mean, how could you not? She wanted mm. to know why there was leopard on the collar. Um, they arrive at the restaurant and that moron Ryan brings up his dick pic. Like, really? Why is that the first thing you're bringing up? And then we see Shannon questioning why he would send the dick pic in the first place and then say, my limp dick misses you. She just doesn't get it. And neither do I, quite frankly. Jen was looked so embarrassed. It was so embarrassing. I mean... I really mm. hope those two do not stay together. Anyway, Jan, uh, John and Shannon exit the table for a second, and Ryan goes on to say that he owes Eddie an apology, and Eddie asks why, but then Ryan claims he's upset about how Jen is being treated. He feels betrayed by Eddie, and Eddie says that he was told that Ryan goes after married women. He goes on to say that he was shocked when he found out all the details of Jen and Ryan's assorted relationship. And Eddie asked him flat out if he cheated on his wife when he was married. And this idiot proudly says, I did multiple times. Okay. So Eddie, Eddie, I, I'm loving Eddie this season. Eddie is giving his all of it. So Eddie says, well, that makes you a cheater. Oh. And then questions I mean, him. Yeah, it does. I mean, once a facts. cheater. Mm, <laughs> so, facts are facts. Yep. So he questions him on the rumor that he said he wanted to fuck Tam and Ryan answers with a question, which always is suspicious to me. If you're trying to bust somebody for something because they answer with a question so they can take a second to think about what they're going to say. That's my theory. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And for then sure. he, at that point he says, he did not say it, definitely not, and then tries to throw Tamara under the bus by saying that Jen told him that Tamara thought he was so hot and she was talking about him all the time. And he allegedly answered her with, oh, she's hot, but nothing about wanting to fuck her. Okay, I'm not buying lie, it. Lie, so Tamara lie. asked, yeah, Tamara asked them if then Heather Amin was lying and cut to Jen, who says Heather was probably in love with Ryan. And I'm thinking, no, probably not. Because no. she's the only one dumb enough at this point to be with this at guy. This mm -hmm. um, and Eddie flat out asked him if he cheated on Jen and he laments saying that the relationship was too intense for him. So he did while they were on a break. And then we see Jen saying that this actually hurt her. Because if he loved her so much, why was he sleeping with somebody else? And Tamara questions if he really loved her, if he slept with somebody else on a break. And he says he definitely does. And then they let it go. Um, Tamara asks about 20 different questions about their relationship. And he <laughs> answers all of them with definitely. This is clearly his favorite word. Definitely. Are you going to get married? Definitely. Are you going to live together? 
Definitely. Like, okay. I, I it just I, I can't stand this guy. He's so cringy. So uh you know who he reminds me of? Ugh, Slate Slate Smiley. Oh my god, like Slade, you're right. Ugh, Slade. Ugh. But Gross. Jen is not a Jen is not a Gretchen, so that is Jen not is what, definitely not a Gretchen. But Slade Smiley, if you don't know, I'm jealous of you. But ugh, I just <laughs> ugh, ugh. <laughs> Yeah, I was watching season one when they were airing it, like, it was oh, like how- last week or something. And I was in the hotel room for a few minutes and I was watching and I was just like, oh, my God. And Ethan was laughing because we've been watching Roni and he's like now into it. And he's like, was this shot with like somebody's video camera? <laughs> like the first season. Be like, oh Ethan, this was 2000. They filmed season one in 2005. So, yes, yeah, the yes. camera quality is a little different. It was but bad. I had- my truth to admit is, yes, I was attracted to season one Slade. We all have our moments. I but... was too. I thought he was yes. very good looking, but then the more you got uh, to know him. Uh-uh. The, more you, the more you know. So the episode ends with them toasting to clearing the air. And John Jansen with the foreshadowing says, I really shouldn't be here. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, so clearly, and we got the mid-season trailer. So I'm starting to notice the formula here uh, in Housewives in later years. They have like one storyline for the first half of the season, and then they move on to the next part of the storyline, which is going to be Shannon and John's relationship. Definitely. And the gossip behind it. We now know in real time why Tamara and Heather are not uh, aligned in their friendship because Heather... People are mad at Tamara for bringing it up on camera, but... She's doing her job. First of all, she's doing her job, but she's not stupid. Because if indeed Shannon confided in Heather Mm -hmm. off camera, and then if Heather told Gina and Emily, Tamara was then risking somebody bringing it up. And Tamara knowing this and not telling Shannon. So mind you, you have to remember Shannon and Tamara just rekindled their friendship. Mm-hmm. So they're playing the housewife games because Heather blabbed, allegedly blabbed to Gina and Emily. So right. either Heather wanted Gina and Emily to bring it up on camera yes. or, or Heather just had a lapse in judgment. My biggest takeaway from this is if you don't want it on camera, don't tell anybody. Don't say it. Right. Right. <laughs> Cause it's going to come back to bite you in the ass. 1000%. So, so either Heather wanted Gina and Emily to say it on camera and throw Mm -hmm. Shannon under the bus because of what Shannon did last season to Heather. If you remember last season, Shannon came for Heather's marriage. So Heather's probably like, okay, let's let's come for yours. Let's play. So I don't think what Heather was counting on is that Emily was going to go tell Tamara because Heather probably thought, you know, Emily and Tamara aren't friends. So she's not going to go up to Tamara. Right. But so once Tamara heard, oh shit, she's talking about this off camera. Mm -hmm. I don't think Tamara had a choice but to play the game and say, listen, bitch, what you thought was going to be off camera is now coming on camera because yeah. you, made, you made the mistake of trusting Debro. She had to do it. Yeah. And so Tamara was in a position of I either play the game or I piss off Shannon. So me personally, y'all keep getting mad at Tamara for getting that. This is a TV show. We have a show to watch. Mm-hmm. Once you rewatch it from that lens and you memorize the game here, you know what we're doing. So. Right. And like, let's all think back to the last few seasons of the OC and how motherfucking boring it was. Okay. We need Tamara. We need her. Oh, good God. And listen, even season 16, I was semi excited for Dubrow's comeback, but it was, I was excited. I do love myself some Heather Dubrow. So it was a flop. Sorry. It, It wasn't good. It was like her. I felt like it was her, and this is no offense, Heather. It's just because you're very wealthy and you're, I don't know, more worldly than some of them, like Gina or whatever. I felt like it was her not trying to impress them, but like, do you know what I'm saying? Like she took them to see that land in Mexico where they were going to build some house and she took Gina to New York. It was like all about her being the the rich one, the, I don't know. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like I, it just- I, it- I think she just wanted to assert. Yeah, it just, whatever she tried fell flat. It was not working for the show. She wanted to protect her image. She wanted to look good, which I get if you're a human being, but once you're on a reality show, you're not a human being. Yeah, no, that's all lost, right. 
you're now a source of entertainment and this show whether we think it's good or bad relies on conflict and there was very minimal conflict because heather had not didn't want to argue she wanted to just say i hear you she wanted to be like the big you know person who did everything and took them places and showed them things and there was no there was no conflict you're right and you need that in a housewife show as much as you people bitch about the fact that oh we don't want to see the fighting we just want to see them getting along really is that what you want because i don't I don't. I want to see them argue and fix it and move on. And Yeah, I don't want it to be too dark, but I mean, we need some pettiness. That's why we watch it. Lather, rinse, repeat. Keep arguing. Now, with that said, I'm tired of the Gorgas, but you know what? We're never satisfied. So No. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. It'll be interesting to see how they work this out because they're all back. So... And listen, if anybody, if I ever say, if I say something different next week, I don't care. I'm a hypocrite and I admit it. But yeah, just enjoy yeah. the show. Enjoy the ride. It's going right. to be okay. Stop bitching. Right. We're here to enjoy the pettiness. So it's, don't wish it away. It's going to be fine. <laughs> It'll all be okay. I trust me. Okay. Oh, God. Well, anyway, Leslie, I say this every week and it's becoming my new send off. I love talking to you. <laughs> and I love talking to you. It's been another amazing episode of East and West. With Mario and Les. We will see you guys next time as usual. We shall. Bye. Bye.